I'm well aware that the title of this podcast is a bit more in your face than normal, but as Thanksgiving 2020 approaches, I believe it's appropriate. This has been a tough year. No one denies that. And now the holidays approach and many of us are having to cancel special plans and give up lifelong traditions. 2020 has been full of losses and it continues to be a year of loss. However, it's time for Christians to quit griping and start giving gratitude. In this podcast, I want to give us all a perspective check with something that has given me a deep perspective check lately. Whereas other episodes of this podcast you can definitely listen to with others, this one is one you may want to put the headphones in because it's tough. And yet it's tough truth. And I believe it's necessary. So let's play the intro and then begin today's episode. Get a grip and give thanks. What truth are we speaking into the next generation? What legacy are we creating for those we care about? Are we making a difference so that our kids will know Jesus? Hi, my name is Tasha Williams, and the answers to these questions really matter to me. And if you're a Christ follower, I'm sure they matter to you too. I'm the founder of the Family Disciple Me ministry, and we are convinced that there's power in our Jesus stories, that God's Word is life-changing, and that discipleship doesn't have to be intimidating. So join us as we talk about faith, Scripture, relevant topics, intentional discipleship, and the next generation. Friends, it starts with a conversation. So let's get going on this podcast right now. Twenty twenty has been a rough year, and we all feel the lingering effects and the pain of it. I know I do. But recently, I have encountered a book that has given me a deep gut check and perspective overhaul. I've been listening to the audiobook, Fox's Book of Martyrs. This book was written and originally published in the 1500s. It's a record of hundreds of thousands of Christ followers who were persecuted and even martyred for their faith over the centuries. I first heard about Fox's Book of Martyrs as a teenager, but I've never gotten around to reading it until now, as I'm able to listen to it while doing the manual labor of my life. Page after page, hour after hour, this book recounts the courage, heroism, determination, godly faith, trust, and even gratitude that God's people had as they faced their sufferings and even their martyrdom from the time of Stephen, the first Christian martyr, through the persecutions of England's Queen Mary I. Encyclopedia.com says, Fox used letters that the martyrs had written from prison, documents from trials and official examinations, and eyewitness accounts of the executions as sources for his book. He double-checked information whenever possible in order to ensure the accuracy of his accounts. He presented the story of each martyr from beginning to end, the circumstances of the arrest, the trial, any arguments or statements made by the victim, and the details. 
Encyclopedia.com goes on to say, Most of Fox's subjects endured their torments willingly as proof of their faith, and he emphasized their steadfast refusal to betray their religion. He also emphasized their joy in martyrdom. For example, in one account of Three Men Burned in 1558, Fox wrote that they joyfully made their prayers to God after being fastened to the stake. Then, with the fire flaming fiercely about them, they triumphantly praised God and offered up their bodies as a lively sacrifice unto His holy majesty. In several stories, Fox noted that the martyrs sang or prayed in joy as they burned to death. End of quote. As I've listened to story after story from Fox's book, the thing that has stood out most to me has been the attitude of thanksgiving that many of the martyrs exemplified. They endured the most heinous of tortures, tortures so horrific that honestly death seemed the easiest thing they had to suffer. But even in the midst of gruesome torments, they praised God for His goodness his grace, and his reward. I can't wrap my mind around what these individuals, families, churches, and communities suffered for the sake of Christ. And yet, I'm so struck by how they lived out the truth of 1 Thessalonians 5.18. Give thanks in everything, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. As I've been writing this discipleship conversation, I've been talking about it with my teenage daughters, and I've been looking up the meanings of the original words of the verse in Greek, and there's a really important distinction to note here, a distinction that was super helpful for my girls and I think for all of us. When this verse talks about giving thanks in everything— God is not so uncompassionate that He requires us to give thanks for everything. As I listen to the history of Fox's Book of Martyrs, who wants their children molested and murdered in front of them? Who wants to watch their spouse be raped then torn limb for limb? Who wants to be daily, systematically tortured for full effect? Who wants to endure so many torments that death by fire, is the easiest of the excruciations. I have no words for what many of the saints for Christ have endured. Certainly, the book of Hebrews chapter 11 speaks of such things, and Fox's book of martyrs describes even more such stories in more detail. No one wants to endure such horrors. None of us want to suffer. And God is not so unkind as to require us to be thankful for the hard things that we go through. He wants us. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, He calls us to be thankful in everything we go through. And this is what He wants us to be thankful for. The words give thanks in this verse come from the word Eucharistete. This word literally means good grace. And it means acknowledging and appreciating that God's grace works well. In other words, through every circumstance and everything that happens, God's grace carries us. 
Giving thanks doesn't mean that everything in a particular season or circumstance or even year is so great. Giving thanks means we appreciate how God has helped and is helping us through it all. Fox's book is the testimony of so many of the persecuted saints who have gone before us. Attitudes of Gratitude. How could this be so in light of their circumstances? I am so struck by how profound their attitudes that I know I need to get a grip on mine. The Thessalonians, to whom the Apostle Paul wrote our key verse, they were grieving loved ones. They were facing severe persecutions, and they were wondering if it was the end of the world. Their times were different than ours, but their questions were much like our own. And in the midst of this, Paul encouraged them, be at peace, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient, pursue what is good, rejoice always, pray constantly, and yes, give thanks in everything. As I've listened to Fox's book, I've been absolutely amazed by how so many of the persecuted Christians being led to their tortures and death still lived out the truths of 1 Thessalonians. They were people of peace, going to their death, comforting other people, helping other people, thinking of other people's good, giving away their possessions praying the most beautiful prayers of faith and trust. And then many of them were even recorded in history as giving thanks that God allowed them to receive the crown of life promised to those who endured through persecution and death. They gave thanks in everything. All this brings to my mind, my life today. 2020 has been difficult. It's been complex. It's been a hard year. Every one of us has experienced hardship in one way or another, be that physically, emotionally, financially, relationally, politically, societally. I've cried my losses, just as I am sure you have grieved over yours as well. However, as we approach Thanksgiving and the holidays, Christians, it's time for us to get a grip. Just a few verses after listing the the persecutions in Hebrews 11, Hebrews 12, 4 says, In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. This is such a gut check. God's good grace has carried us this year. Our sufferings may have been challenging. They may still be challenging. And without a doubt, more challenges lie ahead but we have so much in which we can be thankful. Your Thanksgiving may look very different this year. I know mine looks very different. Your guest list may be empty while your disappointment list may feel full. For the record, it's okay to acknowledge that. But even in so doing, let's be people who worship God by being intentionally thankful. God's grace has carried my family this year. He has provided for us and taken care of us. He has answered so many prayers with kindness and goodness. He sustained us. We haven't missed a meal. We haven't lacked for clothing. We certainly haven't endured any persecution like 
our forefathers and foremothers. As I listen to Fox's Book of Martyrs, that in and of itself makes me want to be thankful. All of us have many, many reasons to give thanks this year. So whatever Thanksgiving looks like in each of our lives and families this year, let's remember how God's good grace has carried us. Let's live with hearts of gratitude. And as we seek him about this, let's speak him about this to those entrusted to us. My kids are old enough that I can tell them some of the stories from Fox's Book of Martyrs for a good gut check. I'm actually going to have us listen to some of this book together. Whether or not those entrusted to you are old enough for this book, I encourage you to listen to some of it for your own perspective check. Regardless, let's remember, as we give thanks in everything, we teach the next generation what it looks like to be grateful. God's grace has carried us this year. He's provided for us. He's taken care of us. Let's take time to recall the specific prayers he's answered this year. Let's remember specific ways he has sustained us in 2020. And as we get a perspective check, a gut check, as we give thanks and remember how God's good grace has carried us, let's be people who turn around and pass his good grace onto others. Let's be people of peace. Let's comfort the discouraged. Let's help the weak. Let's be patient with everyone. Let's always pursue what is good for one another and for everybody. Let's rejoice always. Let's pray constantly. And yes, let's give thanks in everything. Why? Because scripture says, this is God's will for us in Christ Jesus. Oh, I pray that your family will have a wonderful Thanksgiving and holiday season this year. But more than anything, I pray that your family and my family will live godly lives full of giving thanks to God in everything. Let's live it, friends. And what's more, let's teach this to the next generation. As always, the discipleship conversation that goes along with this podcast episode is available in the show notes. My family doesn't get to be all together this year, so in addition to the discipleship conversation, I will be sending the verse images to my loved ones who don't get to be with me around the Thanksgiving table this year. Any which way, my goal is to seek Him and speak Him to the next generation in whatever ways that life allows. Now, as we close, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May He turn His countenance toward you. And whatever your life looks like right now, in this season, in this year, may He give you the good grace of His peace. Now, friend, Go live for him.